Um, hey guys, what's up? Welcome back, man. Thanks. You guys are just keep tuning in left, right, and center all the time. And we're constantly growing. You guys are the best. Thank you. First and foremost, uh, today was pretty cool, man. Um, Juno award winning. That's, I've never said that before. I had a moment while I was in this podcast where I was like, oh, this guy's on Netflix. Um, we had Ivan Decker on today. Ivan Decker is a comedian who's, uh, not born in Vancouver, but, uh, raised in Vancouver, got a start in Vancouver um, at the Comedy Mix, which is now closed, unfortunately, um, and is now is based out of LA. He's done everything from uh, 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 a Netflix special to XM Radio to being on Conan, uh, touring with Just For Last multiple times. He's going on tour with Rick Mercer coming up here um, very shortly. He may be on tour right now as this comes out. Uh, he is one of the best comedians in Canada, hands down. Super cool guy, super into science and weird stuff like that. We talked about the business of comedy, kicked it. He's just a funny guy, um, very candid and um, very off the top. So he's very technical, takes his craft very seriously, and I appreciate that, man. So um, here's Ivan. I'm on the I'm on the radio. Hello. Yeah. yeah. Morning radio fucking sucks. Um, oh man, that's like one of the worst parts about doing the road is do you, you gotta, do morning radio still yeah oh yeah you, you still do morning radio well yeah like most american clubs you that's like the deal you fly in a day early do the radio do the radio then they also that's like a way to make sure you're there if you're <laughs> if you're west coast yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. you don't actually have a show that night yeah. you have all day to get there in case there's delays or whatever fair enough but then you get up 6 a.m Hey, it's uh, Johnny and Smasher down here at Red Rocket FM. <laughs> We're here with comedian Abbott Decker. He's working at the Chocolate this weekend. And tell, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Were like, you the class clown? <laughs> and you're like, uh, hi, yeah, uh, I tell jokes. And they're like, yeah. hey, be funny. Yeah. Um, be funny at six in the morning. Yeah, so you fly out. So here's the funny thing about that is like you, you, they're like, hey, your commitments are morning radio at six in the morning. Yeah. And then you have a show at 10 p.m. Yeah. What the fuck do you do in the day? Uh, if I'm in a city in the States, like I'll walk around. I'll see what I can, what I can find out. I like to do some local material about nice. the city, especially if it's a new city. You know, and then it's fun. It's fun because every city you end up having a little folder of jokes specific to that city, mm. which kind of when you go there makes them feel good because you've now got a little bit about that city. And I've nice. done that in Canada. So like when I go to Calgary, I've got like five or ten minutes about Talking them. shit about Calgary. When I go to Victoria, I've got like a ten minute opening bit about the ferries. Nice. That they are like, yeah, we hate them. And then like Vancouver, I mean, Vancouver, I came up here. So yeah. I've got like, if I want to, probably like 25 minutes of yeah. local Riffin. material that I've had. But it's like, I love doing that. And so if I'm in a city, if I can, uh, I'll try to go for a walk and like, but I mean, sometimes they put you up in like a warehouse district where you oh. can't really leave the hotel. Oh shit. But if it's a place with Uber, you can like Uber to a nice place. That's the, th that's the whole thing is you have Uber down there. Yeah. Up here you get stuck in Evos. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're going to get it. They said they're bringing it in in September. Mm. So we'll see. Yeah. Well in September. In Vancouver. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, anyways, sorry, guys. Uh, yeah. Uh, Juno award winning. 
That's how I should have started it. Oh, okay. That's how I should have started it. Yeah. Juno award winning comedian. Is that how you walk up in every community, like every handshake? Hi, Juno award winning. I mean, only in Canada. Juno award winning. Nobody in the United no. States knows what a Juno is. What the is. fuck is a Juno? They're like that Ellen Page movie? I was yeah. like, ah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, who is Juno? Where does that name come from? I'm so uneducated. Uh, you know what? You I don't, don't know? know either. You won I think it's award? a nickname of the award. It's like Emmy was never really a person or like Oscar. They're just like the name of the statue. The award, it's like the Oscars are the Academy Awards, right? right? But so the statue is called the Oscar. So I think the Junos are the Caras is like the Canadian Arts and something, something award. Oh, terrible. And then the Juno is like the name of the statue. I could be wrong about this. I hope they don't take it away from my <laughs> ignorance. We heard you on a podcast yeah. and You're, listen. We give it back. Pay some more respect to the yeah. damn institution. No, it was huge. It was a big deal for me because, like, you know, it was the first one back since yeah. 84. So the last person to win it before me was Rick Moranis and Dave Thomas for the soundtrack to the movie Strange Brew. Oh, my gosh. And then they, uh, it was off. Like, they, it wasn't a category for 33 years. And then we sort of, as Canadian comedians, petitioned them to bring it back. Did you? Re- oh, actually? And, uh... Then when it came back, we a bunch of us obviously applied for it. Uh, <laughs> now I, that's back, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're like, bring it back. And then people were like, you should apply. You have an album. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay. I actually wasn't going to. I, it was very last minute that I You like, apply for it? You nominate yourself, basically. Uh, I mean, people can nominate you. Usually you get nominated by, like, you know, movies and stuff, like with the Emmys. They all nominate themselves or the product, production really? company These does. Bastards. Okay. Yeah, like I thought that was like disre- that was like not. Really- no, that's all it is, and you've got to pay. You got to pay to nominate yourself. Oh, yeah. it's an institution. Yeah, these it's, bastards. Totally, it's all an institution, and it's like it all spirals up. I mean, the the amount of like uh, inner corruption within these industries, specifically surrounding awards, uh, is kind of interesting, because I mean, it's not corrupt. The Junos, that's like. It's just because, like, the people on the board who, like, vote for whether or not somebody should win also have, they're, like, producers and stuff. So, like, their artist might be one of the people they're voting for. Right. So, it's, like, with an Academy Award, who is a part of the Academy? And aren't they all former winners? I'm not making that up. I don't know how the Academy works. All I know is that it used to be way more, like... Basically, studios would tell them who to who wins who to win because they got a movie coming out that year. That was why uh, in nineteen it was like one of the biggest upsets. I think it was like ninety six. Uh, whenever Saving Private Ryan came mm-hmm. out, because that movie was supposed to win Best Picture. Yeah, everybody was like, "It's so good. It's ridiculous. It's going to be great. Yeah, it's a classic." And uh, it did not win Best Picture. Best who Picture won? was given to the movie Shakespeare in Love, which wasn't even in theaters yet. Oh it had it, there was like three screenings and only a certain number of academy members had even seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they got like a preview of it and then it got given best picture because of uh Harvey Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, that was the kind of height <clears throat> of his power. Wow. You're a historian. Well, um I know things that are in the news. <laughs> I do a uh, whenever I go to a show and a comic does a joke about something uh, and I don't get it, I will then go and like voraciously research that topic. 
I think like all of my knowledge and history is just so that I'll get jokes. Right. You don't like, want to be the one I have no interest in any of these things. Yeah, you don't really I just care. don't want to be in the audience and miss out on a laugh. Yeah. Because then the girl you're with is like, what's wrong with you? You want to, you want educated? Yeah. <laughs> you fucking no, I think it's just my own personal thing. Like I feel bad if I don't get to share in that laugh that yeah. somebody worked so hard to bring out of me. People do work hard to bring out laughs. Yeah. People work very hard. You, I'm sure you know a ton about that, but um, on that Juno thing, how do you think, no, I'm not, listen, listen, I'm not, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I'm just saying like, <laughs> I'm just saying like, or an academy award or any one of these institutions, like I wonder what, what, how many zeros were on that check that got slid to whatever academy board or whatever it is to make those movies win? Or do you think it was just like call in favors? I think it's like favors and it's like people's jobs and I think it's all, it's like, you know, there's so many moving parts. It's not as simple as just like one person gets paid off because then it's, it's easy to follow the money. Right. Right. It's always like, you know, so-and-so's cousin works for this place and they are going to get promoted if you do the thing. You know, it's like, it's one of those, it's like a hundred of those. Right. You know? Yeah. Which isn't really corruption. That's just like the way society works. Yeah. That's just business, man. That's not, (laughs) that's not, that's like, yeah, that's not democracy. Actually, that is democracy. What the fuck am I talking about? That's capitalism. That's every fucking (laughs) system we have here in the West. Yeah. Like I've gone, I've gone high enough up in comedy to go to like political and meet like politicians and like you do these like corporates for like, political parties and so you learn how they all work and it's all just like people helping their buddies i knew you i used to work for this company and now i'm in politics but i sit on the board of this and i want this to go here so that's why i'm running it's like because i'm an investor in this company that's all that's all it is it's all that and i mean i don't obviously i'm simplifying it but yeah and you're like cool where do i get in yeah yeah. how do i get into this (laughs) i I got suits i'm white i'm a man like i qualify do i need to fucking is there any room for me yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) i like it i like it a lot so you are now um where are you now you're not based out of vancouver you're based out of la what are you what are you doing what's your life about right now um, What's day to day? What's the day in the life, my man? Uh, right now, I'm I'm in the I'm in like a transition phase into the United States, right? Because mm. like for a so long time, fully let you in. Well, they have, but I don't. Nobody knows me, right? So it's right. Like, okay, all right. You have to kind of establish a relate because it's weird. Because most of the time, when you come up, like especially in Canada, you come up, people are pretty well aware of you throughout your whole creative process from right. open mic all the way up to they've seen you headliner. they've seen so the festival bookers you know there's only like three or four major festivals in the country and so they come to town once in a while and they they become aware of who the sort of bright shining stars in each city are and you know there's not that many cities in canada it's not that many people in canada it's not that many people exactly i mean i say to americans all the time and they can't believe it that there are less people in canada than the state of california that is a fact and they can't they're like what yeah. how is that huh? i mean it's like it's like ireland there's like no irish people and yet they're very fucking, yeah. they got a whole day so uh, <laughs> but the thing with that is like uh in america now i've kind of a i've shown up there as a headlining comedian right. i did not spend any time in the open mic scene Ooh. or coming up. I was never a feature. I was never an MC. Right. I just came in. I'm He's a headline. A and that's, uh, you know, there's a precedent, obviously, from like 
overseas comedians, but I'm right in that middle ground where like I'm not famous enough that I can just like put out a tweet and I sell out a club. Yeah. But I'm good enough that I can definitely headline these yeah. clubs and, and show not up bomb. and be a headliner. Yeah. Mm. And so it's kind of learning where I fit in, and that's kind of the the whole thing. Is basically going to every city in the country with a comedy club and it's having a first impression. Going to that club, trying to blow the doors off, do right, your best, right. and make sure people come back next time. Yeah, and hope it's okay and establish a base in each city. And, and yeah, kind of and like so far, it's been good. Every club I've gone to, the manager's been like, "You're great. We like working with you. Cool, super fun." I mean, I'm not a, I'm not really gonna rub anybody the wrong way. I work clean, so it's not, it's not <laughs> like, you know, I can't imagine how hard it is to be like a really dirty comic. If I was in my position, like, right? Because again, it's like people get to know you as a feature act when you're doing it. But then when you come into a, like a brand new club, like I went to a club in Lincoln, Nebraska where like everybody was quite uh, churchy. Yeah. But I was like, I'm just no problem. Yeah. All I do is I'm, talk about Subway. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> but if I was like a dirty comic, I can't imagine how hard that would be. Yeah. Like if you're like a Joey Diaz and you, you go to that fucking town yeah. in Nebraska. Yeah, oh exactly. God. You're like, ah, <laughs> okay, here we go. Cause you're also there for three days. It's not like it's one and done. Like oh my if, gosh. if you are terrible, you on the Thursday, it's like, you got two more nights of this, yeah. so you better... Fucking figure it out. But there are stories of, like, you know, people show up on Thursday as a headliner, and by Saturday night, they're doing five minutes, and it's like, uh, get the fuck out of here. No way. We're not paying you. Like, you can get demoted or fired. Like, it's not... It doesn't happen often, but it's definitely a fear I have. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's so savage. Showing but, up on a Thursday and be like, ah, oh, this crowd sucks. Yeah. But it's been nice. Like most of the sh clubs I've gone have had pretty good numbers, which yeah. is cool. Because yeah. normally when you're new, you know, they don't exactly know how to promote or, or you know, yeah. over push you. And so I've had a few shows that are like kind of light, but not, I mean, we've never had to cancel any because nobody that's showed up. That's a plus. So yeah. that's pretty good. <laughs> I mean, I was up against the, the Super Bowl when I was in, uh, oh no, uh, where was I? Des Moines. Oh, Iowa. It's like really close to Kansas City. Right, right, right. And sorry, it wasn't the Super Bowl. It was the semifinals. And so the Kansas sure. City was in it. Yeah. And so it's, they're full of Kansas City fans. And yeah. So, so there was like 20 people at the club. But then the nice thing is like they 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 want to see comedy. They've right. made a conscious decision not, not to, to go there, Not to go there. Not to all the, the Super Bowl parties, yeah. the football parties. Which is why I always think when something like that's going on and comics on stage will talk about it. Like it's like, yeah. you know, I used to work all the time at the Comedy Mix before it closed mm -hmm, in the mm -hmm, West End. Mm -hmm. And you'd go on fireworks nights, mm. and that's when, like, downtown Vancouver is slammed with people. But there would still be some people that would come to the comedy club to avoid the whole fireworks yeah. bullshit. But there would <laughs> still be comics on stage being like, hey, you guys don't like fireworks? It's like, yeah, yeah we chose not. Yeah. We chose this. Do, this, do the comedy. Yeah. Don't yeah. remind yeah. me that fireworks is Shut here. The fuck up. I came I to escape it. I don't care at all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What's, the, what's up with the comedy mix, man? It closed. What? I know. It's really too bad because that's the club I started in. That's the, where a lot of people started in. Yeah. And uh, I love that club so much. They were so good to me. They gave me like all of my first everything. Oh my God. You know, it's like, like your first, first headline. Girlfriend. Yeah, Aww. sure. It's like my first girlfriend's dad who bought me a car. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was like, you know, a really great location. But, uh, you know, Vancouver Real Estate. Blah, Is that blah, what blah. it was? Yeah, it's Fuck. that kind of thing. So... They're looking for a new location, and hopefully they'll have something. Oh my which, god! Which uh, we're all waiting for. Because now there's like what fucking one club in town? Yeah, there's Yuck Yucks, and they're pretty good. Yeah. They do a good job. Um, but there's still like that's. 
Yeah, but there's so many comics. I mean, there's yeah. more comics than there are stages any given night. Yes, so. of course. So you're fighting. Yeah. So the open mics get better, I guess. Yeah, sort of. Not really. Yeah. Do they, they just do. go home? No, they move. The comics move. That's what they do. Yeah. Right? Yeah, we moved to LA or you, Toronto. Like, you fucking sell out. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. I live there to maintain my green card. Nice. So that I can work in the United States. But I mean, uh, obviously, if I had the option, I would live here and just work there. Really? So if, theoretically speaking, Vancouver had the comedy scene that LA has, you'd be here? I'd be here anyway. Really? The nice. LA comedy scene is, is very weird and difficult. Why? Like, it's great. Why would you say that? But because everybody there works in entertainment. Uh, so it's like doing magic for magicians. Ah. Uh, like, nobody's not looking at you through a different lens. Right. You know, you've, very rarely you're going to get the person who doesn't understand the business they don't see the wires like you ideal comedy audience is just people that are like they work a regular job they want to laugh they come in babe what are we doing tonight going to comedy maybe they're familiar enough with comedy to get what you do but you don't want them to be like too aware yeah of of the way because then they get all the setups and shit yeah or that or it's just like they just watch you with a different way or they don't laugh as much because they can see it coming so it's like yeah they don't really give it up um that's not to say that that never happens in L.A., but it's just like you run into it a lot more. And certainly when you're starting out there, you're doing a lot of shows where it's mostly just comics in the crowd. Right, which sucks. But, and you're constantly dissected. Like, and it's... Yeah. Like, constantly. And like, but on the same note, I mean, that's the best. I mean, iron sharpens iron. Exactly. Right. Yeah, and so that's what you want to be. You want to be on shows with people who are the best of the best, which I am lucky enough to get to do right. uh, when I perform at the clubs down there. Who's the worst person you followed? And when I say the worst, I mean the best. Like, who's the worst person to follow on oh, a crowd? But I don't like, you know, like I hate following people who crush. Right. Uh, but also at the same time, I love it because it makes me better. So it's that, it's that kind of like, I hate it, Right now, yeah, but it's good. But it's good. It's always good. Yeah, it's, it's like it's like running. It's always good to follow people. There's a guy in uh, in LA that I actually quite like. He's a friend of mine. His name's Chris Turner, and he is a freestyle rapper from the UK. Gangster. He's awesome. He's so fucking good. But he's like Oxford educated, so it's very funny. Ooh. So he does stand up. He seems very proper and British. Right. So nobody expects him to be able to do it, and so he'll go up and in his set he'll ask for suggestions from the crowd. And uh, he never takes the same suggestion twice. So if somebody yells out something he's done before, he yeah. won't do it because that would be cheating. Yeah. Wow. And he'll take four words out of the crowd and then do, he has a beat that gets played and then he uh, rhymes. Goes. He does like a four to three or four minute rap Damn. that is awesome Damn. every time and just melts the room. And then he's just ah. like, all right, see you later. And then you have to come out and be like, Peace. hey. <laughs> so I don't rap. Pizza. <laughs> Sometimes it's no good. <laughs> Subway, what's up with those tomatoes? They're always yeah, frozen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, super. Who's actually the person that you're like, you in a, in a situation, you walk up at, or you go to the club, you look, do you like look on a list? You know yeah, there's you usually follow? a list. Do you, do you know beforehand? Yeah, you can tell, like, usually... I mean, the, the club I work at a lot is uh, the Comedy Magic Club in Hermosa Beach. Mm. And so they do... They've been around since the 70s. Like, they're one of the oldest. Jay Leno has a residency there every Sunday night. Like, Oh, shit. It's awesome. So I've gotten Damn. to work with him a couple times. And uh, it's pretty crazy. 
to be like on the same show as these people who are like, like Kathy Ladman is incredible. Like, yeah, yeah, legends, like yeah. nonstop legends. Larry Miller, Paul Reiser comes yeah. down, Rob Schneider I've worked with. So it's like, Fuck. these are all the top comics. Performers in the world. In the world, yeah. exactly. And so, um, yeah, you generally have, you can see the list. And usually there's no MC on like the Friday, Saturdays. They just oh. do like 10 comics. Wow. And so you just introduce whoever's coming up after you. Wow. And it's also called the Comedy Magic Club, so they do have variety acts as well. So they have jugglers or oh. magicians that are like also amazing. Oh. And so following them is like a bit of a challenge yeah. too. So, yeah, so I just talk and he, yeah. he's flaming knives. But I have I've followed a guy. There's a guy there. Uh, his, name's, his name is also Ivan, yeah. which is very funny because we're two uh, people named Ivan, which is very rare to have just like right. two Ivans that are not Russian. Right. Um, his name's Ivan Paisel, one of the best jugglers I've ever seen in my life. But he's very fit. Yes. And so I uh, was following him on a couple shows, and he uh, would finish. People would they love him, obviously, because he's great. But he's also quite fit, so I could use that to go right into uh, gym material. Yeah. Right? And so as long as you can springboard off it, as long as you acknowledge whatever happened ahead of you, you can follow anybody. Like, yeah. the whole idea of, like, I can't follow this person... Just give them, you just have to pretend it happened. The, the biggest mistake people make when they're trying to follow somebody is just acting like what happened didn't happen. happen. Like, yeah. just come out and be like, all right, guys, it's my turn. It's like, no, say like, hey, wow, that was great. How about another round of applause for Paul yeah. Reiser? Yeah. <laughs> that was incredible. Yeah. Give it up for fucking And then they'll be Jay like, Leno. yeah, great. Yeah. Cool. And yeah. then you're like, he all right. He was the best. Yeah. Now here's this other fucking Canadian. Like, or this, yeah. Yeah, like, what the hell? Here's me. Yeah. Hi. I um. also have jokes. <laughs> and usually it's fine. Usually crowds are like, yeah. yeah. And you can, I mean, that's what's good is, is those guys and, and girls, they make you work harder. They make you step your game up. I don't like I listen I hear you and I'm not disagreeing with you man like I completely understand but like if you're following like Jay fucking Leno or like yeah the, like you you could probably go down like you'll run into like a Dave Chappelle or a Joe Rogan at yeah. some point and be like oh well fuck here we go yeah like you just in being in the position that you are like you just kind of sliding into that headliner spot as a an unknown Canadian in LA and yeah. just kind of going down there and just being like any night I could run into a Titan. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, okay. Yeah. It's crazy. So sometimes so, you got to follow them. Sometimes they bump you. Sometimes you got to go on before them yeah. and then no one remembers you. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. They went there you and they saw. Great, you have a great set. Sometimes yeah. you're like, ah oh, man, what a set. And then like, yeah, somebody yeah. Bill Burr walks in and you're like, oh, well, yeah. Nobody's gonna remember me tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was another white guy, but whatever. Bill Weber's there. He wasn't nearly as fucking angry. Yeah, yeah. Um, or redheaded. Or redheaded at all. <laughs> How do you, did you? So what's that? Con I always wonder what that conversation is like when a, when a promoter or when a club manager comes up to you and says, "Hey, um, Ivan, so um, uh, Bill Bill's here tonight, and um, he we're gonna he's gonna take your spot. Uh, is that okay? Like, do what is that? If a headliner just comes in and is like, uh. yeah, it doesn't really happen that often for me. Like, I've it's only happened a few times, but it's I'm fine with it. They're like, really? oh yeah, he want. Usually, they are nice enough to arrange it ahead of time. Okay. If anybody pops in to purposely bump people, it's usually like uh, a power move. Like they're doing it to do it. Yeah. You know, like it doesn't take. <laughs> much to just call the club and go hey i'm gonna come down tonight yeah 
And so the club can then organize. But, you know, sometimes people go long and that's yeah. that's when stuff has has to get shuffled. Yeah. So it's I've never been like bumped, but I've had my time cut. Like when I'm supposed to do 25 minutes, they'll be like, hey, uh, you know, so-and-so did 30, supposed yeah. to do 15. So yeah. you could if you could do five to 10 instead of 25, we, that'd be cool. Damn. And you still get the money for the 25, so, so it doesn't paid, matter. I don't good. care. Yeah. Yeah. That's so tough, man. Um, so athletes down there or athletes in general, when they, if they're going up in the league or they're playing any type of sport, they train yeah. and they run track and they lift weights and they practice their skills. How the hell do you keep your, your knife sharp? Like if you're going up against these people, you're constantly in the spotlight, you're constantly doing shows. How do you like, what's practice for you? I don't understand how you like stay on top of your game. Yeah, it is weird because comedy is, is one of the only things that it kind of has to be practiced live. Right. The only thing you can do uh, is hang out with other comedians. Nice. Like I feel like, you know, you get reps in just by like having lunch with a comic and then nice. riffing and talk. I mean, it, it's funny because you have to kind of make sure it stays on that topic because it's all too easy to sort of fall off and just start complaining about the industry or uh, bitching about who's getting what or whatever. But that's not productive. Like right. if I'm having lunch with another comedian, I want to talk about jokes and I want to try to riff and, and just stay sharp, stay funny. And then also the other side of it is uh, the homework, the writing. Right. So you have to sit down and do your pages every day. You kind of do like, you know, fill three blank pages with something. It doesn't have to be funny. just have to do it, you know, Shit. or write for an hour. Like get up. So I, I uh, sort of the way I do it is I get up and I exercise and then uh, have, like I'll have breakfast. If you want to really break it down. Okay. I have the same thing for <laughs> breakfast every day because that helps me nice. not have to think about that. Right. So I get up. Have breakfast, go exercise. Uh, what do you have for breakfast? Dude? You just do like you're like I, I have one thing. Yeah, I have oatmeal. I have oatmeal, and I have like a Vega shake, and then I have a coffee, and then maybe a yogurt. If it depends. Oh, bro. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna hit weights, if it's oh, Monday, shit. Wednesday, or Let's Friday. Go. I mean, you can look at me and understand that this is not working, but <laughs> this is the theory. Right. Um. So <laughs> oats and yo oats, yogurt, coffee. You need fiber. Everybody neglects fiber. Oh, bro. Yeah. Low. Oh, dude. Carbs, low, uh, slow release carbs throughout the day. Bro, I'm on yeah, your yeah. vibe, bro. You Don't worry it. about it. You're I got it. Shape. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I do that. Then I will come home from uh, working out. I, the nice thing is you can just sort of shower at the gym, nice. which is like, then you're ready. Right. So then you come home and you don't have to worry about like. Because the only thing about working out is it's like it's all the sweat time around it. Oh, yes. Right? It's the hour to get there. Yep. It's not the doing it yeah. that everybody hates. It's the showering. It's the it's shower the after changing. and then you're tired and then you're like trying to motivate yourself to be like, oh, what do I do now? So this is good. Uh, I just come home and then I write. I'll try to write for like at least 45 minutes. But uh, if I'm feeling it, I'll go longer, basically. So if I'm really working on a joke... I'll have something. And I just have like uh, a bunch of jokes I've done before or I've tried or like ideas of stuff I want to talk about. They're not funny yet, but I'll just try to explore that idea right. with a comedic mind and see if I can come up with something that might work. And then when the jokes are in their like mid phase, like I've written them, but I've never tried them on stage, they kind of are sitting in... Uh, like a joke magazine. <laughs> and so anytime I get stage time, because the problem is in Vancouver, it was the opposite. I had too much stage time 
not enough new stuff. Whereas yeah. down there, I only do, I went from doing like 12 shows a week when I lived here. 12 shows a week? Yeah. Damn. I would try to do uh, as, yeah, as many as I, as I could. I mean, I'm on, I've been back in Vancouver since uh, Sunday and I've done five shows already. And I'm doing two tonight and then I'll do one tomorrow and one Saturday. And so... Sorry, what, what time are your shows tonight? I know this is not important. Oh, but at nine. Nice. Nine and? Nine and then I'll go to the... There's an open mic at the Yuck Yucks that kind of starts at eight and goes till... Whenever. Like whenever. Cool. So I can always show up. Cool. It's just uh, selfishly for me, this I know it's like just totally yeah. no value for anyone listening Yeah, yeah. No, all. if you want to do comedy. <laughs> if you want to see like brand new stuff and like crazy people off the street. Like, I like the, it. Yuck Yucks open mic on Thursday nights is actually great. <laughs> It's like a show up, go up kind of thing. So like anybody who shows up, it's not booked in advance. Like you just show up and write your name on a list. Shit. And then they put you up. And so you have like... Oh my gosh. And I I love it. Like I love way more than I love people who are like heavily researched comedy and like think they've got it figured out. I mean, that's fun to watch, but they're kind of all the same. Okay. I love watching people who are just like completely crazy. Like the last time they saw stand-up comedy was Bobcat Goldthwait (laughs) on Letterman. (laughs) And they're like, that's for me. And yeah. like, no one knows what they've been doing for the past 20 years. Yeah. They've been living in a field. Yeah. And then they just show up at an open mic and they're like, here's my idea of yeah. comedy. And everybody's like, holy shit, <laughs> this, this is crazy. insane. <laughs> yeah. I, there's something so pure. I love the idea of that. Yeah. I'm just like, this is what I think's funny. And yeah. I'm like, well, that's completely insane. And you learn from them. Ivan walks up to them and he's like, uh, so yeah. what's your process? And he's yeah, like, yeah. fucking mushrooms. What do you do, buddy? Yeah. <laughs> I eat grubs. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get like that. I talk to the worms in my food and they tell me jokes. Yeah. And I go up and reiterate them. <laughs> um, so as a comedian, when you walk, when you actually like, you go to the gym, you get your sweat on, you come back and you're like, all right, cool. Got my notepad. And... Like what, like even when people journal, they like, they'll talk about their day or yeah. they'll talk about some shit like that, or they'll talk about their goals or some shit. If you're like coming out, all right, like let's be funny and create things on a piece of paper. How, like, where does your mind go? How do you even start that? Yeah, that's the hardest thing. And it's, it really is like you end up staring at a blank page for a long time. Oh God. And so one thing that I sort of figured out that works for me, I don't know if it works for other people is just start typing just type words gibberish it doesn't matter and eventually you can hook on to something and you'll be surprised how quickly stuff will start to become coherent nice and you know you'll just if you can't think of proper things like cohesive thoughts just write words and one of those words will spring you into a cohesive wow. thought right so just write whatever words come to mind, look around the room or whatever. Yeah. And then also on top of that, if you're really struggling, um, they have these books and websites and whatever of things called writing prompts. So it's oh. basically like I have a book uh, of writing prompts. You just open it up and it has like write about something that was scary. And so then you're like, here's the time I was scared. Nice. And then you've got something started whether or not that's funny or not, it doesn't matter, but hopefully within that story, I'll be able to make an observation about something, right. and then that would bring me into a bit right, or a joke. You're, you're, you're super observational in your style of comedy, right? I mean, that's... Yeah, that's kind of my thing. I don't, I'm not really uh, political or current events. So, right. I mean, I, that's why my process is so much different than I think a lot of other comics. Like, other comics will kind of go on Twitter and just, like, see what's up yeah. with the day, look yeah. at what's trending, and yeah. then... 
try to be the first one to crack a joke, to off crack of a joke off, which to me, it sounds like it's so much harder. It's like playing uh, jackpot. You know that game where they like call out the points and then they throw oh, yeah. the football yeah. and then like whoever catches it gets all the points, gets and... all the points. And it's just like, so everybody's shoving each other out of the way to try to get that one right. good joke, that one football of the day. Yeah, Whereas yeah. like, I'll just go and I'm going to play my own game. Yeah. I'm going to throw the football to myself and yeah. catch it and, and eventually <laughs> I'll come up with something there. Yeah. But it's different. Like as you move, I guess, for instance, you can't, you have some material that works in Canada and Canadians are totally different. Like you can't go back down to LA and like talk about umbrellas in the snow. Like, you yeah, know, like you can't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So there's a few uh, bits I've had to leave behind, but I mean, I'm, I'm in a point right now where I need to be creating anyway. Right. So that's, that's kind of where I'm at in my process or journey, I guess, is like, I'm in a real recreation phase. Mm. So I'm probably not going to be doing anything big, uh, I mean, I've, I got a tour coming up in the fall, but mm-hmm. that's good because yeah. that's like, um, that's creative. That's getting on stage. So that's where I can refine. So I'll be doing 20 minutes a night all across Canada yeah. on like a 30 city tour. And yeah, so, just for laughs. Yeah. yeah. So that's really cool because I can then by the end of that tour, that 20 minute set will be airtight. Sure. Should be really good. Right. And it won't be jokes I've done before with the exception of maybe a few mm-hmm. of my Canada-only jokes, because <laughs> this is the only time I get to do them. And nice. so, uh, you know, I'll get to do that, and then I'm hoping by the end of this year or early next year, I'll have enough material to put together another album. Ooh, exciting, exciting. So um, what, when are you going to jump from albums to, like, hi, Netflix? Uh, that's kind of, I mean, I've done a half hour Netflix special for the comedians of the world. And so that part of that deal was that like, you know, I have a, have a relationship with them now. Uh And so if I have a new special, I can sort of pitch to them what the concept is or the, how does that work? How do you pitch a, like, how does that work? I would send them the material I think maybe like right. they would get you to do a video of the set okay. and then send it to them and right. then they would or they'll come watch it so this is the nice thing about being in LA Ooh. you know I would I would get a headline spot at a club there mm-hmm. and then I would invite the executives oh my to gosh. come down whether or not they show up <laughs> I mean this is all Right. It's, you know, I, th- I would get my manager to invite them and then of they course, would probably obviously. send somebody who works for... Represents them. Yeah, yeah. Da-da-da-da. Their assistant. My manager's assistant would talk to their assistant and they would both uh, CC me on an email... Holy fuck. ...of them not being allowed to come. Good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ivan. It's I'm not going to work out. Uh, call us in a couple years. We're busy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of the idea. So you, you kind of pitch them your set. Yeah what it is and and i mean it it would be based on the success of my previous special um which you don't really know only netflix knows how many people have watched my special so they don't give you any data on that at all they don't give numbers these fuckers but that's i kind of like it what because it lets you you don't become obsessed with the likes you know right 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 it's like anybody who i mean anybody works i mean you guys work in in Mm -hmm. instagram you understand we work in instagram staring at that fucking number (laughs) yeah one of those yeah i like it you're in that world i like it yeah you get it digital content yeah digital content yeah Yeah. 
So people become obs- and I think that it's kind of funny because like Instagram is now talking about getting rid of likes. Right, and they have in some in well, I don't know. Do you have likes? No, you have, you have likes. Kev, you have likes. Kev's liking right now. Don't yeah. worry about it. Kev, you have any likes on your phone? Like, do you see likes still? From Instagram. Yeah, from Instagram. Uh, I do sometimes. But I sometimes still you see don't. likes. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, they're coming for us. Yeah, I think it's like it created a real weird sort of economy, like the influencer economy. Right. That sort of showed up. And then it's funny how the companies can really, they could just delete it in one second by just going like, we don't show your numbers anymore. Yeah. We don't show your followers. See ya. We don't show your likes. It's all us. And we have all the data, but they're still collecting the data. Yeah. So that's what drives me nuts is like, I don't, that data is like so powerful. Yeah. In terms of what you could do with it. And it's they're starting to understand that it's it's a commodity. So Absolutely. why would you show it to everybody for free? Yeah. It'd be like if NBC in the nineties was like, here's all of our show's ratings yeah. while they're on. Like yeah. that's kinda crazy. Yeah. This era that we've just, just lived through. Yeah. <laughs> and I think we'll kind of shift. I mean, the internet is gonna slowly shift back to, I think some form of the way television was what in like you know i mean they're they tried it so much with like net neutrality right like they wanted to make it so that websites were network based but i mean look at it now the streaming wars is like what we're living through right now right which right. is kind of like the late night wars disney's or fucking the network eating up wars. everyone and yeah intellectual property <laughs> is like one of the biggest commodities right ip so like and disney now owns everything they got star wars marvel and the simpsons like what else can they take what, yeah is there even other things on television i yeah. don't know there's <laughs> nothing from our childhoods yeah that we don't, they don't need own. that yeah like oh if my god if they could get nintendo if they could get like mario oh my gosh and zelda and stuff who owns, who owns Nintendo? Does Nintendo just know? Nintendo own owns themselves. And yeah. they own Pokemon, which was a huge acquisition for them. <sighs> Big time. Yeah. Oh, was that before Pokemon Go? Yeah. Oh, way before. Oh, nice. Like it was when Pokemon was on Game Boy. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So they've had, they've been making a mint. These guys are killing it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So how it's going to become, so it's about intellectual property, but you said that the internet is going to become more like how TV and radio was with channels. I think maybe, I mean, it already is really right. Facebook and, and, but the thing is, is it's so interesting the way that nobody really goes to, you know, the internet is sort of like a TV with way too many channels right now. Oh right? yeah. Cause it's just like, nobody's actually going to a website. Like, you know, you use, I used to work in a call center in like the early two thousands and that was oh. when you would go to like dig or Reddit <laughs> or like <laughs> Uh, there were these websites where it would be like, this is the interesting places to go right. on the internet today yeah. and look at this. Wow. And then you would like basically like look at this video of a guy and nothing was like, like YouTube now is all in one place and then you have YouTube channels and you have YouTube content people and then they release stuff and people just subscribe and everything kind of became so much more streamlined now. I think that it's like, interesting to watch where that's going in terms of like everybody's media is going to become so personalized that you just I mean we already live in a bubble in terms of like news and the people we interact with but I feel like maybe it'll kind of become that I don't even know it's it's interesting to 
to think about. I'm sure there's a Black Mirror episode about it. Of course. I haven't watched or it. Or it's in production right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, or Facebook shut it down. Yeah. Uh, but it's funny they listen to people talk about the algorithm as though it is a sentient being. A god. Yeah, or some sort of deity. We must do this yeah. for the algorithm. Yeah, I'm just trying to fool the algorithm. If you can figure out the algorithm, yeah. you can get whatever you want. I need to post every day for the algorithm. Yeah. The algorithm oh. is like the Da Vinci Code. Whatever the algorithm wants, people Holy do it. Holy shit. <laughs> that is exactly what it is. The algorithm is the Da Vinci Code. Yeah. Wow. Well, there's people that are like rising up and being like, have you heard of minds.com? No. Yeah. It's a, it's an open source social network. Basically they show their code and they show their algorithms and they show how you pop up on people's feeds, what you need to do to get on people's feeds, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, There's like uh, probably like a million people on it, like 900,000 people on it. Like it's, pretty oh, cool it's pretty empty yeah um in comparison there's yeah. like billions on facebook Compared to facebook yeah um facebook did it they beat porn i don't know how beat, they did it they beat porn. They were the first website to overtake pornography holy on the fuck. internet i remember that was like a big deal like, that should be on their fucking ads yeah, oh yeah. my gosh facebook we, we beat porn <laughs> <laughs> we did it <laughs> damn and then instagram beat porn probably three times over oh my gosh yeah Crazy. How do you position yourself within all this? Like you obviously have a manager and, and how does like when you try to go, for instance, when you produce your next album, yeah. what is, what does a promo run look like digitally? Because I know you can go out to the clubs, you can go on tour and, and all that, that type of stuff. Yeah, like, but how do you the digital is so much more important now. And right. so I would hire a publicist. They know. I don't really know. Really? But I assume you get on just like, there's a few key podcast that you could try to get on like right. if you got on joe rogan's podcast you're that's going huge yeah that's you're monstrous. going joe rogan's podcast is kind of i think the closest thing we have now to uh the tonight show in the 90s like johnny carson absolutely like if you're on if you were on carson that was like you're a movie you've made star. it you and you and, can book any any gig anywhere. yeah and so i think rogan's podcast is is sort of like that now yeah. if you get on there are you making calls are you making calls to jamie yeah, I mean, I want them to bring me on and talk about dinosaurs, even though I'm not <laughs> what qualified. But I, uh, it's uh, been a topic that I've talked about or learned about a lot. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah, or just just science in general. I don't know. You know what? I could have guessed, but uh, yeah, I'm very interested in science. That's the only thing I research purely for my own knowledge and not to laugh at. <laughs> Who, in your perspective, like who who are some of the other podcasts down down south that are like? Those are the ones. Those are the late nights now. Um, I think the Come Town guys are pretty huge. Mm-hmm. Um, the I mean, there's a lot of people sort of within the Rogan universe, right? The there's like Ben Shapiro's, yeah, the Chris Diaz. No, it's not in there. Um, this is in there. The Joey Diaz, yeah, Bill Burr, yeah. yeah, yeah, Bill Burr. Like the Monday morning. I mean, he doesn't have guests, but. Uh, if he kind of recommends you. How do you feel about that Monday morning podcast? Uh, do you listen to it at all? No. I've heard like clips. Like whenever he has like a really good story. Right. Like because he's had some hilarious stories oh, on sure. there. And I'll go and listen to that. But I don't, I don't listen to it regularly. I have trouble listening to too much of any, like I love all these comics. Like right. Bill Burr and Brian Regan. And, but if I listen to them too much, I just start sounding like them. Right. And so I can't do that. 
See, I do that like I'll start sounding like you in the next 15 minutes. <laughs> no, I'm super serious. Like I'll start, I'll like, and when I talk to someone, I like analyze their semantics and their like linguistic fucking architecture and how they go yeah. about their, their shit. And then my brain just automatically goes. Like if I, we had someone with an Aussie accent on it, like by the end of it, I was like, hey mate, how you doing? Like, I appreciate y'all. You know, it's like, I was like, what the yeah. fuck? Ugh. Well, and I'm such a like, I have to be, so amorphous now in my amorphous diction because it's like word i'm trying to i'm trying to break into america and i don't want to sound too canadian or they'll spot you and they get weirded out by it i was doing a thing the other day and i said against i didn't realize no one in america says against so i was like what do you have against i think somebody's talking about something and i was like what do you have against this thing and they're like against what did you say and i was like what is that a canadianism they're like ha ha yeah (laughs) got you we don't say that here and i was like ah shit (laughs) how do they say it i don't know they never they never told me i was like what should i be saying (laughs) against 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 (laughs) i think they say against 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 he's against the president yeah yeah soda pop yeah, Beanie, I, I have toque. to say soda now. Freeway, parkade got me. What? They don't say parkade. What do they say? Parking garage. Oh, that's If you say parkade, name. they don't know what the hell you're talking well, about. No, that's That's ridiculous. the thing that's so funny. I have a parking like, garage at my house. Yeah. The like, park- if you say parkade, even to somebody who's never heard it before, they can put it together. Yeah. You know, they're like, oh, yeah, probably some sort of parking structure. Yeah. <laughs> but I, someone asked me where I parked, and I was like, in the parkade. And they're like, the what? Yeah. What you, did you... You fucking imbecile. Yeah. Go back to Germany. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's definitely a Nazi. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, I definitely agree with you in that the podcasting scene has, like, overtaken that. And I still think we're at the tip of the iceberg, like, honestly. Yeah. We, I mean, it's so cool to see where media goes because nobody... Nobody knows what's going to happen. It's kind of like the Wild West. It's totally the Wild West. And we like, we're in the space and we're still like, uh, who's like, who's, is anybody here? Like, it's just like, who, where do you, have you been on other podcasts in Canada? Yeah. Where have you gone? Can I, mean, I talk to them? Uh, <laughs> stop podcasting yourself. I think is one of the, right. That's ones. right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And for they're sure. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and it's, yeah, it's such a weird thing of like learning how to hit that market and how to make that jump. Cause like, even Netflix, I was like, oh, this will be huge for sure. And it was awesome. And a lot of people saw it. But... Well, you don't know that. People didn't really... Because didn't give you your numbers. Yeah. I mean, like, people saw it just from, from the interactions that I've had. People okay, that have gotcha. told me, like, I, gotcha. I saw it and I liked it. But mm-hmm. it's like, still didn't result in... I thought it was going to be, you know, like, I'll get 10,000 Instagram followers. It's like, no, no. I got like a, a thousand. Yeah. A couple thousand. Because... And rightfully so, because like, you know, Instagram people want content. They're not going to follow me just to follow me. Right. They want me to put out. So you, you look at the, the kind of thing that a lot of comics are doing right now is making videos. Skits. You make a 30 second clip of your stand up with subtitles so people can watch it without sound. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, those are going huge. Right. There's a guy uh, who, a friend of a friend, uh, Sam Morrill. It's like a hilarious comic. He's one of the New York seller comics. Okay. And he went from like, I think 20,000 to like over 100,000 followers wow. just from doing these videos because he was doing them. He was doing the jackpot game. He Got was you. doing them about current events, local right. stuff, which right. I mean, maybe I could do, but it's like, I'm just, I've never been good at that. That's never been a skill I've had. Have you tried it? 
Yeah, I worked on a political TV show for a bit. Oh, wow. And it was like, I just kind of felt like I was making the same joke other people are making. Right. You really end up running across, uh, I mean, and you talk to people from like late night. There was a whole lawsuit with Conan this year. Oh, wow. About like Twitter and how people were like, "Uh, you're stealing our jokes. But it was like, you know, people were like, ask like, oh, how's that lawsuit going about? you stealing that person's joke from Twitter. It was like, which one? Because people will sue late night all the time for saying something that they said on Twitter. Because Twitter has the timestamp, right? Of course, in 2011. So they're like, ah, I said this two weeks ago, and you're doing it tonight in your monologue. You owe me money. And it's like, listen, there's only so many things to talk about to talk about and to joke about, and especially if the joke is about like a specific topic. Yeah. That's like going out there being like, I was the first one to say Trump is orange. Yeah. Therefore, yeah. everybody else that says Trump's orange yeah. owes me money. If you say Trump and toupee in the same fucking sentence, yeah, yeah. I'm going to need 100000 from you today. Yeah, it's, it's such a weird... We're in that world too, because I mean, going back to intellectual property, it's oh like, gosh. who owns these jokes? Who owns these ideas? And it's like, how deep do you get into an examination of something before it becomes your joke, before it becomes your own thing. Because it's like, even in my Netflix special, there are a couple of jokes I do that I didn't realize until I, after I'd filmed it, Mm. uh, similar to some other comedians. Oh, no. And not like the same word for word, but like they're just about the same thing. And so then it's like, well, nobody who knows anything about comedy or who does comedy uh, at the level that I do it would think that this is stolen stolen, yeah. or would even think that they're the same joke. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't want to, I wouldn't do the joke if I was on a show with them and they did theirs because it's like kind of the same right, 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 right. topic. But it's, you know, that's another weird part of it too. Because you have people online attacking you, being like, you're a joke thief. And I'm like, yeah, I stole a joke and did it on Netflix. That's yeah. how fucking dumb I am. Yeah, like I did comedy for 15 years. Fucking prick. And I got to Netflix and I went, ah, here's an idea. Yeah, yeah. I'll steal a joke off Bill Burr's 2010 album yeah. and do it in my fucking special. Perfect. Yeah. And that'll work. But then like some, well, okay, so how big do you extrapolate that idea? Like, Oh, Ivan talked about race, that fucking white guy. You know, like yeah. you can't. I know. Big... And that's the weird thing is it's like there's always going to be critics online. And, and that's the one thing that I've sort of started to realize in having this kind of international exposure now. Uh, there's going to be assholes and I can't listen to them. Yeah. I have to just let them go. Yeah. And yeah. also, most of them are probably wannabe comics. Of course. Who, are criticizing me because I'm doing what they wish they were doing. And that's welcome to the internet, my friend. It's yeah. here to stay. Yeah. Um, get that's with part it. of it. Well, it's also very funny too, because it's like, I love looking at to people, like looking at people who are like talking about like the bullying that goes on on Twitter and like the stuff people say to each other on the internet. And it's only now they're like, we really need to do something about this. <laughs> and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. I've been playing online video games <laughs> since 2001. Yeah, bro. You know the first time I called a noob? Yeah, that's where it started. It fucking like, hurt. You really want to get to the bottom of this? It's not Reddit or yeah, Twitter. Those yeah. are very new. Go like, to fucking World of Warcraft, okay? Yeah, exactly. Go look at the people playing StarCraft or like Diablo 2. That's when... Yeah. All the insults. You they want, didn't even bleep swears back yeah, then. <laughs> you want to fucking see racism, bro? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> go play Halo online. <laughs> yeah, 
exactly. <laughs> Somebody thought it was a good idea to just give everybody a headset that yeah. they could just talk to talk everyone. Shit. Everyone in the channel. Just strangers. And yeah, both teams. Yeah, and this like, fucking guy's eating a subway. Like, fuck that guy. <laughs> I don't care what skin color he is. Yeah, exactly. We can all get behind that. Exactly. And that is unity, my friend. <laughs> um, There's nothing more hateful than, like, the world of online video gaming. Savage. That's the real belly of, like... Full on Asperger's, horrible. Nice. Uh-huh. Like they uh-huh. hate you. Yes, and I know because I'm one of them. <laughs> Do you game? You really game? Yeah, and I'm. I have stopped now because I'm not good enough. Fuck. To be competitive. Well, you, you just don't, you, well, you just don't game enough. I, yeah, I know. I have to like quit comedy and devote my time. The fucking worst, dude. I've, to, gone, like, through this, I've gone through this exact thought process. Like, I love. I'm super. I'm super competitive, and I. Yeah. Lo- I love winning. Yeah, so do and, I. And I can't. And I, I love gaming. I, I do, but I don't game at all because when I try a game, I won't be good. I won't be the best at it right yeah. away. And I'm like, hey, why weigh my options? I'm like, all right, well, quit life. Yeah. And become great at this game, yeah. or just don't play the game. And yeah. I'm like, well, this is what adulthood is. like like and I'm dying inside (laughs) yeah like I got really into like first person shooter like PC where it's like I had the point I was like I bought like a special mouse pad and a mouse and I was dialing in my I had a program to help me figure out the exact sensitivity that I needed and like where my arm needs to be there's like drills you can do all that stuff to be like I want to be the best at this and then I was like what am I doing yeah hold on wait 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 Yeah, I don't. This isn't even. It's not fun most of the time because you're so you're at such you're a high level out. of competitive. Also, everybody's on Adderall, so I'm never gonna beat them. Oh yeah, <laughs> dude. I've just been away from this world for so long. I haven't even thought about all like the competitive advantage things that like I see in other foreign like other places in the world. Like oh yeah, gamers do that too. Like Adderall, for oh, instance. Yeah. Like I used to watch. Like I got into the world of professional gaming again like early on before esports is now oh, it's like shit. a billion like, you dollar were like industry. serious serious well no i i wasn't but i used to watch i used to watch the like uh, street fighter tournaments way way back in like 2005 wow. they would do this, this thing called evo and it's been going on for a long time and it was a worldwide street fighter tournament and they would what? rent up it's now like a global conglomerate it's it's every fighting game but was, at the time that it started it was like playstation one Street Fighter Third Strike. Fuck yeah, I had that shit. Yeah, yeah, it was great. And so you would watch these tournaments and it was fun. It was, you know, I would get my buddies together and we would watch it. And then I continued to watch it throughout like end of high school and then sort of afterwards. But even back then, this is like 2006, I was like, damn, what are they on? Because they're yeah. obviously on something. Yeah. And they're, you know, it's this world of like, it's not baseball. I mean, if they can't even deal with steroids in baseball, which is like, <laughs> it's been around since the 1800s, yeah. and they're, everybody's going through with a fine-tooth comb, I'm like, imagine the scandal that will inevitably come out in, in the world of like esports yeah. on what these guys are on. Ridiculous. You know, Absolutely I'm sure ridiculous. they're all on at least Ritalin or Adderall, but probably methamphetamine and just like... Oh my god! Because there's no drug test. It doesn't matter. All you need is something that just makes you focus, not blink and click fast. Oh my gosh. This is such a weird world. <laughs> Holy crap. In 2006? And you were, you were, you were into this well, stuff. Well, because I was watching, because they show the screen and then they show the player. And like certain guys are like, they're really into it. And you can tell they're like being human. But there was this one guy who was like unstoppable. His name's Daigo Umahara. Oh my God. And he was actually so good that Capcom used to 
get him to come in when they made a new Street Fighter game. He would play Ryu and Ken to make sure they felt right. This is legendary. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And so he's amazing. And I'm not saying he's on drugs, but this is what made me think about it was that he was so focused and still that he could be on drugs. That I was like, Are you on this drugs? This guy seems a lot, or he's just, you know, but then it was like, even if he isn't, I was like, but I could be. <laughs> if I wanted to be like that, I would yeah. need drugs. Yeah. Like, there's no yeah. way I'm going to sit that still and my hands are going to move that fast. Yeah, super crazy. I actually, I want everyone, I think we should have, like, I think we should have direct contrast. Like, the natural Olympics or, like, the natural esports league or, like, the natural video gaming and then, like, the, yeah, to, the yeah, yeah. to the nines, Yeah, bro. yeah, whatever like, drugs you want to do. If you want to do it, like, fucking super do it. Super like, soldiers. Dude, I'm here for fucking <laughs> performance, bro. Like, yeah. I want to see you leap fucking 15 meters at least. Yeah. Okay, I want to see that shit fly through the air. Like, yeah, you, let's you, push the limits of the human body. Yeah, I like, want Ivan Drago. I yes. want everybody to be Ivan Drago. Yes, I need... I <laughs> I need that. I need that. <laughs> so if you're not into, if you're not, yeah, if you're not doing that, you're, you're losing. Cause like, honestly, it's like, we all do human enhancement in some way, shape or form. I went to the sauna this morning. That's like, that's human enhancement. That's like, we're like even going to the gym. Yeah. Like, so in a way, cause that's what steroids do is they help you, uh, recover faster. Yeah. Right. Um, and so why not? Why don't we just? I mean, going to the gym. That you're just going to the gym more. That's all you're doing. So why don't we just cut everyone out and just get you? Don't. No one goes to the gym. Who yeah. rolls out of bed and fucking runs this triathlon? <laughs> yeah. No. Nobody no. does any cardio. Yeah. And fucking go do it. <laughs> you right? just pull a bunch of people like shut-ins. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> do a marathon. Yeah. They would die. They would yeah. all die. Yeah, but fuck it. We've been watching people die since the Romans, bro. It's entertaining. <laughs> I maintain that shit. True. No, no come Fair. on. Welcome to the film industry. <laughs> um, anyway, so if you're not super into gaming, like I'm always curious. So you have this day, this life where you're like, hey, if you're on the road, you're going to go do a morning show. And you do a little bit of promo. And then you have 12 hours or 10 hours or some shit like that. And then you're going to go to the comedy club and you do your set. And yeah. then you're on a plane and you're out. If you're home, it's probably something similar, right? Yeah. Um, so within that, it's like you said you're interested in science, but like, how do you fill ten hours of your day? Yeah, I'll like, watch do documentaries. Do? I'll listen to podcasts. I will read. Dude. Or if I, I mean, you know, I used to just play video games all the time. Really, and I'm now having to be like, it's I'm gonna do nothing. It's, that's like when be, you started as a comic. Yeah, and like, thank God when I go on the road, it's like I can't. Well, you because, you know, dude, I dude, I I was I played basketball and bring my Xbox on the road all the time. What are you talking about? Yeah, this has been right. done. My well, friend. I don't know how to hook it up to a hotel TV. Oh my god, HDMI's are simple. Out, oh my god, Ivan, <laughs> don't tell me I can do this. <laughs> Jesus Christ, no, I. I it Bluetooth know. now. Like, I oh mean, okay. God, this is you're gonna ruin my career. Yeah. Um, next album, twenty twenty five. I'm taking a break. Yeah. But yeah, I'm trying to, you know, it's like anything you can do to kind of keep the creative spark. And I've just noticed that like video games have always been a part of my life. And so I don't think I'll ever quit completely. Just like anything, you know, it's like, I I think it's crazy to me how we live in a kind of eliminationist culture where people just love giving stuff up forever. You know, you have people that are like sober November, no nut November. Just like people do stuff where they're like, I'm going to take this thing I do and I'm going to not do it ever to again. The nines. Yeah. And it's like, just figure out a life where you do a little bit of the things you like, yeah. but don't overindulge. Yeah. And also do some stuff that you don't like doing that's good for you. Yes. That's kind of the secret 
to humanity. But mm. everybody does these like we're in such a crash culture of like keto. It's like no sugar, yeah. no carbs, no carbs, ever. no nothing. And then, you know, you have one piece of bread, and then you accidentally gain thirty pounds. And you're like, fuck it, I'm gone. I can <laughs> never do like, this out. Yeah, yeah. Like, imagine if a vegan fucking had a steak. It'd be over for them. You're yeah. done. They like barf and stuff. Yeah, I guess so. Um, but I like the whole like taste, taste a little bit of this, taste a little bit of that. Yeah, even in like. Because you, you have to understand, like, what certain things are about. Like, you have to understand, like, go vegetarian for a while. Go vegan for totally. a while. Like, I don't know. See like, if it works for you. Go to the gym or, yeah. or don't ever. Like, that's cool, too. I, I do love that, too. I think that life should always be a series of scientific experiments to yes. reach your maximum potential. Oh, my God. So, like, whatever you do. Dude, I did not expect to hear that coming out of your mouth right now, but fuck yeah. I'm what, all done whatever like you it. do to make yourself better than you were yesterday, yes. figure it out. And if you do something that makes you worse, don't do that. Don't do that. It's really quite simple. Yeah. Yeah. So comedians basically have like the best job in the entire world, basically. Well, like successful comedians. Yeah. Of moderate success. But it's an, it's an immense amount of stress and pressure. And especially now in a time when the desire for content to be delivered is higher than ever. Right. I mean, in the 90s, Chris Rock had five years between specials, right? Right. He had five years between Bring the Pain and Bigger and Blacker, which are two of the best stand-up specials ever Ever, made. But he still had that time, and you have the luxury of, like, you can tour your act for Mm, five years, and people aren't going to see it because they don't go online and watch the joke till they hate it. Right, right, right. The only time they see it is when you tell it. Yeah. And so even if you do a joke you did two years ago, Mm -hmm. people are okay with it Mm -hmm. because they haven't heard it in two years. Yeah. But because everybody's releasing albums, because everybody's material is so readily available, you now have to, if you go to a city that you've been to before, you better have at least 50% new stuff. Yeah. And so the amount of stress and then also compound that on top of the fact that there are more comedians that there have ever been yep. talking about things. It's not like there's more things. The human experience has it like hasn't shifted. Quadrupled. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we've got some uh, new genders. It's pretty good. That's, but that's a good basis. That's great. Yeah. I like this, but it's also, it's like the amount of things to talk about. Right. And it's also, there's a catalog of everything that's been talked about since comedy began. It's all recorded. And it's all recorded. And so, yeah, yeah, like, you know, you'll reach a point where inevitably any joke, someone can just go like, "Eh, let's go back here. There it is. Yeah. You know, I'm sure you could do that with just The Simpsons. Oh, for sure. Like (laughs) any any interaction between two people, any event that's happening in the world, you could find a Simpsons joke or episode. It's like the 9-11 thing, right? It's like, oh, the Simpsons predicted 9-11. It's like, well, the Simpsons have done like, I don't know, a hundred fucking seasons. Yeah. And so it's like they have pretty much created any situation that could happen in a house or in a small town ever. Yeah. So. Yeah. They predicted President Trump. I mean, it's like it was a joke, but it happened. Holy shit, they did. Yeah, that's right. I remember seeing that online. I'd be like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's it's pretty good. But even like within that, like, yeah, I get it super competitive, but it's like, dude, you have a life that like people are like, that's, oh, I just want more time. I just want more time. Yeah, you do have, uh, you're, if you're not rich in money, you're rich in time. And that's the best thing to be rich in, like period. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's great. Is that like, 
So how old are you now? 33. Damn, bro. Yeah. Bro, I, shit. What do you, what skincare products are you like? <laughs> uh, genetics. Genetics. Okay. I'm going to need, I'm going to call my guy God and try yeah, to yeah. fucking figure that one out for the next time around. <laughs> Jesus. White guys usually age terribly. You're doing great. Anyways. Well, thank you. Um, I forgot where the fuck I was on that. Oh yeah, that's right. You have so much, you've been doing this for so long. Like, do you want your life to continually like go this way? Are you happy with like the structure of this shit? Like obviously you're seeing continued success, but like, do you ever like, Oh man, like I just want to fucking be super busy for a while. Yeah. And that will happen. I mean, that comes in spurts. Like right now I am super busy. Right. Right. I'm getting ready for Montreal just for laughs in a week. Yeah. And so, uh, all day I've been listening to, uh, sets from last night figuring out what needs to change and then I'm going to do those sets tonight and then you're just doing that. You're also arranging. The other part of uh, of your life that gets easier as you get more successful because you can pass it off to a manager mm. or an agent mm-hmm. is the administrative side oh God. of comedy, yeah. which is very annoying. And so when you first go pro or like you quit your day job or whatever to like do that. it, it's like... So you spend, and it's annoying because it, it can mess with your flow. So in my day of like, get up, exercise, same breakfast, come home, yeah. right? Within all of that, at any point, my phone could ring, I could get a message, or I could get an email that's like, you gotta deal with this right now. Right. There's an audition, or there's a thing I need you to say yes to, we have a booking, and so you need to get these flights done and send them here, or this appointment is shifting, you have to cancel that. So it's like, you have meetings and those kinds of things are, that's why like I f- I'm so happy that I'm a comedian and not an actor because an actor is like, it's such a crazy life because you're just living your life and then in the middle of the day, you'll get a phone call that's like, hey, you have an audition tomorrow and everything you were gonna do tonight has to get canceled because yeah. you need to spend literally all night memorizing these seven pages. Yeah become this person. I mean, what I do, which is not healthy, is every time I get an audition, I read it and then convince myself that it sucks and I'm never going to get it. <laughs> oh my God. And then I get viscerally angry that I was even given the opportunity for this audition. Oh my God. <laughs> and then I talk myself out of that mindset and back into the fact that like, it might be good. Yeah. And then I could get it. <laughs> Why don't you go down that route more? So many comedians are heavy into the acting game. Well, I, I do, but it's like, you know, I don't have the acting there's so many funnier people that are much better actors than I am right 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 how, how do you what's a good I don't understand what a good actor is like I, I understand theoretically but like you saying like you're a chameleon you can walk into any room and get along with anyone you can put in any face any tone yeah. you can read a room your emotional intelligence is great like you seem like you would be a phenomenal actor so you're saying well I'm not that great of an actor it's like well yeah I just there's a lot of things technical things uh, mm. within acting that I am not aware of. Like the way things are written, there's certain things that read a certain way or like mm. all these other like, you know, there's a lot of like weird rules where it's like, right. you know, this scene, you have to, this type of scene, you always look here or you do this or right, you don't have, right, the, right, I mean, right. I don't know. I'm sure within, like I could take classes. But you're like, fuck that. And stuff like that. You just don't want to. You just love comedy. 
Well, I would love to act in something if the character is me. Right. So if you can play yourself. then I can do that very easily. Right. So you'd love to act if you didn't have to act. Yeah. Word. Yeah. Sick. Exactly. <laughs> um, I like it. So changing gears here a little bit. I'm super curious. Um, we have a lot of people that are, I mean, we've had like Iron Man's on and we've had, um, you know, high performance athletes and, and super high performance like business people. And there's a, there's a couple common themes, man. And one of them, which I'm really interested in is how you get into like a flow state going on stage. Cause it's very different than any other, uh, performance ground. Like in a sense of like, if you're an athlete, you're going onto a court, you're going onto a pitch. Yeah. Um, you are very controlled in your environment. You can shut it. Like, for instance, if an athlete gets to an arena and they don't talk to anybody, like, well, they're getting in the zone, like, mm-hmm. fuck off, right? Yeah. A comedian walks into a club, it's, oh, hey, what's going on? What's up? Are you ever, like, you know, it's like you have to constantly be interacting and working with other people. And then all of a sudden, just like, hey, okay, you're on, you're on stage. It's like, okay, boom, yeah. here we go. How do you turn that on? I take a little bit of time before I go up. Like, I've got a, and I'm always in a bit of a mindset, like, it'll be like on a slow burn, like, it's coming up to a simmer for like about an hour. Oof. before the show right so i'll be a different person i have to say all the time to my fiance i have to remind her that she'll be like you're acting weird i'm like yeah i have a show tonight she's like oh yeah like she forgets all the time wow because it's such a slow it just starts to occupy a piece of my brain right like what am i going to talk about tonight how am i going to do it and then i start going through the lines of like is it going to go well and just sort of getting into that mindset and then once I'm at the sh- club, at the location, at the show, like ready to go on, I'm up next. So if I'm up in like three minutes, like right. when the comic ahead of me is wrapping up, right. that's when I'll do like a last final check through of everything I'm going to say. I go through the transitions so that I know how to get from one joke to the other. Mm. And that way, if I go off topic, I've got the transitions sort of memorized so I can get back because you never know what's going to happen, right? Somebody could talk, a joke could go off the rails, right, 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 a right, server right. could drop a glass, people could heckle, yeah. and so that'll take you off, and I want to be able to just go right back into what I was going to talk about and find a way to, if ideally, seamlessly go back Of course, in. correct. I mean, you see comics all the time go like, what was I talking about before that crazy thing happened? Yeah. And that's fine. Like People don't hate it, but I want to feel, I want people to think that it's like, I actually thought about what I was going to do here tonight. And so (laughs) I will then, uh, after all the technical stuff is sort of set up Mm -hmm. and then ready to go for the last like minute before I go on, uh, I kind of remind myself that comedy is fun. Right. And that I'm here to have a good time. Right. And even though you are working to enjoy because uh, a comedian that's having fun on stage is a thousand times funnier. Yeah. Unless it's their specific style. Like right. there are comics who are like pissed, depressed or angry or whatever. But even the angry ones have a little bit of, they fun. have to have that kind of jovial element mm. where they're kind of, they shoot a little side smile <laughs> or something to let you know that it's like, yeah. This is these are jokes. It's okay. I'm this not, is not actually, a rally. I'm not gonna kill you. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean you watch an open mic and you see comics who don't do that. The the you have the angry comics, but it really does become it sounds like a rally. Like yeah. you're like, oh you're not or the other side of it, you know, you have people that are just like saying things like 
that it's it really becomes yeah like cheerleading is what they right, call it right, in comedy right, right, where you're just right. saying things people agree with right. there isn't necessarily a joke there or it's not it's not even being delivered in like a fun way but people are do, like even a lot of but that's very popular right it's now it's very popular right now i yeah. personally don't like it I, I i'm it's it seems like a cop out they call it clapter clapter nice so it's like you say jokes but they're actually just statements right reaffirming popular beliefs right you're like how about our lgbtq community yeah 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 uh, exactly uh, give it up for the troops yeah like okay great Mm -hmm. yeah because i support the troop and yay and it's like yeah that's great but can you tell a joke or be a little bit silly please please just a little bit uh that's kind of the thing that i've been really working on more and more now is I mean even in my Netflix special I didn't do enough of it because mm. I was too focused on the technical side mm. and I had a, I had a little bit of fun but definitely not as much as I should have right because I did you have one shot did you have one shot at record I had two two okay and the first one was even more stiff Ooh. and then the second one was a lot looser but still stiffer than I would have liked right I see I see so trying to stay loose and fun and at the same time yeah reciting words that you've written exactly as you've written them timed out correctly like it's all very difficult yeah of course so with the right physical cues yeah yeah yeah. and so trying to sort of line all that up is what i'm trying to do before i go i mean it's the same thing with what i imagine a, a batter goes through when they're in the batter's box when they've got that like i mean that's such to me that's the most condensed moment of athleticism, right? Mm. Because it's not like you're, I mean, I, other than like, I guess when you're uh, like basketball or hockey, when you like receive the ball, like you get a pass sure. for the puck, you get a pass to you and you're, you've got an opening. Yeah. But that baseball is like, you're trying to manufacture that. So that moment when you're like, I mean, they're throwing a ball at you at a hundred miles an hour, hour yeah. and you've got to like, just sit there and look at it. Yeah. And that's why it's like they call time if they take too long to throw the ball because you can only stay in that extremely focused, ready state where everything, like a coiled spring. Mm. And so before I go on, I try to kind of get into that mode of like, so when I come out, I can make sure that everything kind of starts the way that it... Uh, The way that it should. That it should. I like the idea of... uh, I mean, and it's so hard because it's like... You can't start too fast because yeah. sometimes the audience isn't with you yet. Yeah, yeah. The, the other thing that's so crazy about all of this is that despite everything technical that's going on, you still have to listen to and change everything based on what the audience is doing. They determine your timing. Right. And so that's why it's like you can rehearse the timing and that's going back to like the practice thing. Right is it's like, you're not really practicing. Like, you can recite jokes out loud at home into the mirror, but when you go to the club, they better not sound like you did that. Of course. You know, you have to sound like you're in the room talking to the audience. And so the practice you're getting when you practice live is the ability to make those micro-adjustments based on what you're getting back from the crowd and playing the energy in a room. I mean, people compare it to anything from, like, surfing to like being a musical conductor. Like you're basically controlling the energy in a room. And that's the skill you develop as a comic more than 
on top of everything else, joke writing and, and whatever, you become kind of hypersensitive to, I mean, Dino is a good example of this. He'll tell you he's a vibe guy, but it's like, <laughs> he's such a vibe. He's guy. a vibe guy. <laughs> yeah. You can feel the vibe yeah. in a room. And so like, even if I'm not on stage, like if I'm at a party and I can tell the room is weird, right. I'll be like, someone needs to fix this. Yeah. So how do you, so yeah, so that's like, that leads me right into where I wanted to go with this is like, you get like a superpower. Yeah. Like, are, like outside of this, like what are you good at? Are you, like, are, do you have like a talent besides, um, besides communication and comedy? Yeah, I mean making people laugh is the talent and right. reading reading people so Emotional understanding yeah but it's kind of weird because i some sometimes it really falls short like really? my family's kind of on the spectrum so i have a certain oh shit ele- like i have elements of it's kind of a weird mix because like sometimes i can't read people at all and oh, i'll fuck. i'll have to be reminded that like what i'm doing is rude or unacceptable like when i was a kid when i was a kid especially i've gotten better at it when i was an adult Mm -hmm. but certainly when i was a kid i did things to like i would just like go leave a friend's house because a different friend was available oh my god and then like someone be like you know that was kind of rude and i was like what is that wrong (laughs) (laughs) i'm done hanging out with you i would like to hang out with this other person what's going on here yeah yeah i mean obviously that's was very monstrous but just that's an example of something that like i didn't have the best emotional intelligence as a kid but i have developed it you develop it over over time yeah as a comedian and it definitely as a comedian you have to develop it to a higher extent than anybody else so it's that ability and then also just the ability to read and fix a room like the superpower you have as a comic like how do you fix a room well it's hard because it's like unless you're speaking in front of them you can't really do it right but you have like here's the thing like you're no longer just Ivan from around the block you know it's just like you have you now have to go in and it's like oh he's here yeah you now have to like (laughs) literally like be a a shining ray of light and be like you know have fucking rainbows coming from your belly button to like even please anybody well the the power where comedy comes in is whenever you're in a situation that involves public speaking but Mm -hmm. not stand-up comedy Right. So like if I was in charge of like reading something out in Mm -hmm. front of a room of people and nobody knew I was a comedian, I would be better than, I would be a thousand percent better than anybody else in that room. Right, right, right. Unless one of them is a comedian. So like when you go to like a wedding and you see like speeches, Mm -hmm. like this is the, this is an example of like hell for a comedian because you're like, well, everything about this is incorrect. (laughs) Like people have terrible (laughs) mic technique. Yeah. People don't know. They're nervous. They, they're looking away. They're moving their hands. We Like yeah. all the stuff you've worked so hard to get Rigorously. out of your own, the way that you perform. And so, yeah, it's, I guess that would be where the, that's like, I think my best skill. I mean, I don't know. That or making stuff up and having people believe me. Yeah, that's good. Oh my God. Yes. Sounding like I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, so dinosaurs. Um <laughs> But when you go into, do you have like any, this is like a really weird question. Do you have any like strategies of going into a room and like you feel the room out and you're like, oh, like, okay, something's like, he's acting funny. She's in a weird mood. Like, yeah. How do you go in there and be like, okay, let me just like rearrange this shit. Yeah, I will. I can definitely diffuse and bring things back to neutral really well. I think that's where my comedy came from was like, I was a middle child and uh, there was a lot of fighting in my house because uh-huh. my parents got a divorce when I was a kid. Mm. And so 
I was always like upset when other people around me were upset and I just wanted to make everybody. And mm. I think that's like, you know, whatever. Well, I'll talk to a therapist about why that is, uh. but wanting to get people back to this, like, it's fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. So it'll happen naturally for me. That's like sort of one thing that I'm good at that I don't have to think about is mm. like, if I'm in a situation where like people start fighting mm. or something happens, mm. I will start saying things that are innocuous or weird just to bring everything back to normal mm. and diffuse the situation with humor. Right. And that's such a, like that is such a fucking superpower. Like people can't do that. Changing the vibe of someone, changing the mood of someone or like just calming interaction. I think Tiffany Haddish said it. Um, she was like, I learned how to be a comic just cause everyone was fucking beating people up. Like yeah. it was, like, I literally had to go like my, it was a mess. I had to go in and be like, Hey, da, 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 Hey, yeah. ha, ha, we're good. All right. All right. Let's watch some TV and hang out. Like you're okay now. Yeah. And that was her like survival technique. Right. Yeah. Making people laugh with each other when they've just, had like an altercation right is very powerful crazy and it can bring people back to this sort of neutral place which is why it kind of upsets me that comedy as a whole has kind of become so divisive Mm. you know there's a lot of people in comedy that are like creating division going like these types of people suck we hate them like i don't i've never really tried to write a joke that was about like a specific and I learned this early on because I used to think, I used to look at the crowd, I would judge people. Right. I would go like, oh, this table of bros. Yeah. They're going to be dicks. Yeah. I wish they would just get thrown out. And I remember doing, this is actually happening to me. I was at a club and there was a table of bros and they were like rowdy, they're doing Jaeger bombs. And I was like, this is going to be a huge problem. Yeah. And then right as I'm about to go on stage, I walk by their table and one of them like pulls me aside and he's like, dude, we saw you at a club uh, last week. We loved you. You're like our favorite comic. We're so stoked to be here, man. And we are Hell really yeah. looking forward to your set. Because I, in my mind, was like, there's no way they like yeah, me. They're yeah. bros. Yeah. They came here to see. They, even know, they think this is a bar. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. I was wrong. And so, uh, you know, I want to be able to just kind of like, that's kind of what, you know, you look at like historically, uh, places where comedy has always been very important. It's always times of like great despair. Yes. Right. And it's because it brings people back to that level of Mm -hmm. like, at least there's laughter. Yes. That's something we can release some endorphins, (laughs) you know? Yeah, totally. It's a beautiful thing, man. I think it's, I honestly think it's the best superpower you could have. It is a a fucking superpower and I don't care what anyone says. Like it honestly (laughs) is the ability to communicate and make someone laugh or change the mood or the, you are literally altering the human experience of another human. That's, that's insane. Like if you break it down to that level, that is literally the most powerful thing you could do in life. Yeah. Which is why I, I I really try to take that into account before I go on stage. And that's one of the things I use to make me happy (laughs) is that I get to think about how, it doesn't matter what these people, what kind of day they had. Guarantee they did something more important than I did. Right, 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 right. You know, you know, I perform for like ER nurses and doctors and firefighters. Like these are all people with, they're doing, yeah. teachers. They're yeah. doing Productive very important things, things, things in the economy. to yes. help society. Yes. And so if they've had a tough day and they want, they feel like shit, then mm-hmm. yeah, I want to go out there and let them laugh and blow off some steam. And so it's like so crazy to me when comics are like, and these fucking people, I hate them. They yeah. suck shit. You're like, what? And I'm like, well, you know, you don't know what happened. Yeah. And then, although sometimes they do suck shit. Yeah. So. <laughs> what's, your, what's been your worst experience? 
Like, what's your been your your biggest bomb moment, or just like heckler, or just like, oh, oh yeah. gosh, kill me now? I have a story that I've told before, and it's it's still my least favorite comedy experience. And it was I was booked to do a corporate gig in a very small town in Saskatchewan, and uh, so small they didn't have anywhere to stay. I had oh to gosh. stay in Saskatoon and then drive three hours wow. through the snow to get there. And I don't know what happened. Something I did was wrong and i haven't figured it out i think it was because i wore a suit uh i had a purple tie maybe that was it like i don't know these guys were like hard there was a car dealership it was like a truck dealership in the middle of rural saskatchewan so they last time i don't know maybe the last time some guy in a suit came to town he closed the mill and they're all (laughs) upset yeah i don't know yeah whatever it was they decided that they hated me within five seconds of me coming up on stage and there was nothing I could do to change that. I pulled out every, and this was like, I wasn't new to comedy. Right. I wasn't now. Like I think I could do a a few things different now, but it was like sort of, I'd been headlining for a while. Right. And so I did all the tricks you should do. I did a little bit of crowd work. I tried to get people into it. I moved all of my like closing material to the front just to get no. them on my side. Just like everything good out the gate, whatever I got, let's get some laughs, get everybody in the mood and then we'll go from there. Nothing, 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 nothing. And it wasn't like heckling bad or like they just sat and stared at the table and didn't laugh. They just visibly did not enjoy what was happening. Right, right, right. And right, right. so... Uh, I did my full, you have to do your full time. Uh, I did 45 minutes. Oh my gosh. 45 minutes of death. Of death, of nothing, of silence. And then I, uh, I left and then the, the person who booked me and it's not like I didn't do my act. I did all the stuff I had done on TV. Yeah. And so, and it was also that it's like, there was no excuse for you to not know what I was going to do here tonight. Right, right, All right. of the material is recorded. Right. You can kind of see my vibe. You can understand how I'm going to move with this. I never should have been sent out to this gig. I know it's not uh, their fault. They right. didn't want me. I'm mostly mad at the booking agency right. for sending me into this. But also at the same time, the way they treated me on that night, uh, I hate them so much that if I ever gain <laughs> the financial ability, I will go back to that town and buy the, the town? building the building that I performed in which was the town hall oh my gosh and I will bulldoze it oh my fucking god so that no one else <laughs> can ever do comedy in that town <laughs> i will be like the mayor in footloose <laughs> your town comedy's illegal now yeah. you don't get to have it here done you want comedy you go to the big city Jesus. you come to my turf oh my fuck <laughs> Yikes, man. Well, I mean, there's hopefully that experience for, I mean, for a hundred good experiences. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously I've had a lot of great experiences. Of course. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but it, those are always the experiences that like stick, but that's what it, that you have to have those. You have to have every athlete, anybody great yeah. has had a moment like that of like, this is the worst and yeah. it's terrible. I'm going to die. Like, you know. You could, I bet Mookie Betts probably played games where he struck out 20, like he probably went on 
like in when he was in the lower leagues or whatever it was yeah. just like before he figured out how to be the best baseball player ever yeah <laughs> there were times when he was like i can't i'm fucking hit i, I can't yeah, do done. it i don't know what the hell's going on yeah it's tough it's definitely a very tough thing but i mean listen you've been at this what for 10 how long you've been be 15 years in november that's crazy yeah um congratulations first off so like Thank you. How you are now, I'm not going to say the pinnacle, but you're pretty high, man. You're pretty high up there. You've done, you've done a lot of the, the, the names of which you'd say, oh, no, yeah, he's on. Like he's, he's done Netflix, Conan, right? Just for laughs in Canada. I mean, you're touring with Rick Mercer. Yeah. That's ridiculous, right? Yeah, like it's that's, pretty cool. That's insane. He's iconic. Um, yeah. You're doing shows following fucking Jay Leno, and it's, just, it's ridiculous, right? Yeah. When on your trajectory... How long did it take you to get past the kind of like open mic starting? Was it like a long, what, what did the line look like? Was it a lot of nothing and then a hockey stick or was it just kind of a gradual build? Yeah, it's, it's always kind of a gradual build. You know, there's never really these big spikes other than I think maybe when you make the jump from like feature act up to headliner. But even then was like, you know, you have a pretty good 20 minutes, but even, even when you're featuring, you know, it always takes like you go one past before you're good at the thing you left. Right, if that right, makes right, sense. Right. right? right, right, right if you right. want to be a really good middle act, you start headlining yeah. and then you understand how really yeah. how to like, it's so funny. Cause it's like, everybody wants to headline, but then as soon as you do it, you're like, man, it'd be great to middle. It's so, <laughs> so much easier. Yeah. And then it's like, Everybody wants to MC, but I mean, it's weird because in Canada you MC after you middle, but in the States MC is like the lowest, yeah. like you MC before you do anything, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is actually why it's so much better to perform in Canada because the MCs know what they're doing. They're much better. They're just better comedians. Yeah. You know, it's actually like a paid spot. Yeah. Whereas down there you have somebody just like doing five Off minutes of street. like open mic level jokes yeah. and then getting your name wrong. Yeah. <laughs> How do, they, how do people say your name? But yeah, I, I don't know. They're just getting your credits wrong. Okay, fair whatever. enough. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. they can kind of, they've never, oh, they don't get it wrong. They just forget it. Ivan Canada I've been, been introduced as. Ivan Ontario. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the stage. Ivan the Terrible. Yeah. Um, but it definitely was a, a slow climb. I mean, there were, there were definitely bumps. Like the right. first time I did just for laughs was a bit of a bump. And then oh, I kind of really? started to get work from that. Oh. And it kind of opened my eyes and really it's funny cause you go through these periods of like higher work ethic too, mm-hmm. where I will sort of be inspired. So like right. the first time I went to just for laughs, it was such an eye opener for me because everybody's there. Right. And I saw like Mike Birbiglia do an hour. I saw John Mulaney do an hour. I saw, uh, there's a comic that we don't talk about anymore. Uh, he did an hour okay. and, uh, it was really, really cool. Maria Bamford, I got to see her like all in one week. And then you go and you realize that there's so much good comedy out there mm. and that where you are, there's so much further to go. Right. Because you can feel stagnated if you stay in one scene for sure. And if you don't have access to the people who are like the top of, of the that top. level. Yeah. And so when you get to watch them all, I mean, now you can do it with Netflix, I guess, but it's so different to see it live. It's different live. Yeah, absolutely. Like you, I can like, I'll watch a huge Netflix special and like get a couple chuckles. Like if I, if I was in that crowd, I would be dying. Yeah. 
A hundred percent. I know. It's not it's, even... That's the one thing about comedy that people have to understand, and it's it's making a huge resurgence in the taped yeah. medium, but it very much is a live art form, and Absolutely. I think that uh, to if you like comedy, like there were several people that I've seen recently that are like, yeah, I watched so much comedy on Netflix, but this was the first time I've ever seen live comedy, and, and it's and changes you your, it changes your changes it changes everything. It's not even it's not even close to the same thing. Yeah, not even close. Yeah. Um, so. Like, like like I said, like whether it's freaking XM or Conan or Juno's or Netflix or whatever other amazing things you've done, like what's what do you want? What's next for you? Like where are you trying to go right now? What are you like? That's the target. This is where I'm trying to go. I gotta knock these people out the way. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I have to knock anybody out of the way. <laughs> I think there's room for yeah. a lot of people. I was trying to get a little clip there. Yeah, like, yeah. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Listen, uh, I don't know. <laughs> there's nobody that I'm coming for. Um, except for the audience yes. and want them to like me. That's yes. kind of the goal is just to build and expand my audience. However that is. And it is weird because nobody really knows how to do that anymore. Right. And so, uh, the idea for now is to create the content so that cool. when the audience does arrive, if ever <laughs> I've got it, you know, and I'm only going to get better if I write more jokes. That's how you get better. And keep doing the thing. I'm waiting for some skits, man. Yeah. I'm waiting for some skits. Yeah, I'll do. I probably want to do some sketch. I would do sketch comedy yeah. for sure. I loved I Think You Should Leave. Did you watch that? No. On Netflix? It's so funny. Awesome. Yeah. It's a sketch show. Super short, but amazing. Sweet. I'll definitely check it out. Yeah. And so uh, the goal, ultimate goal for me is I want to sell out theaters and yeah. I want to be able to perform for a crowd that knows who I am and came to see me because yeah. I also feel bad when people didn't want to see me yes. and they, they have to. <laughs> not a good time. I don't want to do that. Not a good time at all. Yeah, I know. There's that feeling when you go to a, you go to a comedy club and you're like, oh, like I uh, can't wait to say this person. Then you have to live through the first two people. And yeah. Like, ah. Yeah. Or like even if you're going to see like, you know, I'll go see jazz, but sometimes I'll be like, I didn't. I was really hoping there wouldn't be this many guitars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of wanted a saxophone. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> um, well, I can't wait to watch you get there, man. Where Where do you want to direct people here? You're expanding your audience. Where do we send people? We send our yeah. minions. Uh, please watch my Netflix special. Please do. It's, uh, it's I'm, pretty funny. I'm pretty proud of it. Yes. Uh, it was really hard to do. So it's on Netflix. Netflix. Comedians of the World, uh, Canada, episode two. And Plug. don't watch any other ones. No, watch all of them. They're all great. Comedy's great. Uh, and uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, I don't post on there because I feel like it's a cesspool of hate. Oh my gosh. Uh, I, I'll use Twitter to yell at car rental companies once in a while. Right, when they, perfect. When yeah. they wrong me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I'm probably most active on Instagram. That's where if you want to like get in touch with me That's and when it. I have shows coming up. I'll promote that. And I also will promote the, uh, stuff on my Facebook fan page too. I got to get at you, man. You're not using Instagram the right way. You're using Instagram like a normal person. Stop I know. It. I need to. Oh I need my to gosh. It's like a picture with your dog and shit. You know, like yeah. what, what kind of stuff is it? Like, well, I, they won't verify me. If I get you that made the blue call? check. Have you made the call? Oh, I've been making the call every day, oh, every month since January. I'll DM whoever needs to, like, <laughs> I got you, okay? Now that you can request it, anything you need, okay, we're going to send 200 people there right now. All right. right? We're going to complain to Instagram and get you on there. Yeah. Likes or not. Anyways, man, I appreciate you coming on. Thanks um, for having excited me. Excited to come uh, watch your show and, and see you do your thing live, uh, watch a ton of your tapes. And, and uh, I'm happy that you're here and you haven't just 
gone and left and like permanently never like fuck Canada. Fuck no way. Vancouver. No way. You know, I'm so, trying to get back here. Hell yes. <laughs> hell yes. And, uh, you're, you're inspiring the scene and, and man, I hope that you, what, is there one like venue that you want to like sell out or is there something like locally that's like, a yeah, milestone uh, for the you? Vogue 2020 Vogue 2020. So that the reason why I'm not headlining in Vancouver until, then okay just because i'm hoping to uh try to do a, a the, the vogue theater in sort of early 2020 so nice if uh you're in vancouver look out for that I obviously it. i will announce it probably on instagram hopefully correctly yes <laughs> <laughs> awesome well man I, I appreciate your time so much and uh people if you're listening go laugh because laughing's good it'll help you i promise yeah yeah cheers thank you for your time bro thank you awesome